Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. Today, I'm sitting down with Robin Bowling. She is a SaaS growth marketing leader with over 20 years experience. She is an awesome facilitator, bringing a centralized focus for demand generation and product teams to act on. Rob and I worked with for a private equity firm last year where I got to see firsthand the level of care for those who she works with. Robin, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I am doing wonderful, Sean. How are you? I'm glad to be here. Yes, it's a sunny winter day. <laughs> and uh, in the green room, green room, we were talking about kind of our career trajectories, where our focuses are, where the ecosystem of businesses are going to. And so just wanted to like, shoot off the first question here. And it's like, the first question is, when did you know customer experience was the central focus in your career in marketing and specifically in demand generation? Oh boy, um, that's a great question. Uh, I would say pretty early on in my career, customer experience was really important to me. I owned an insurance agency years and years ago. It almost feels like a lifetime ago. And I knew really quickly that um, the way that you treated customers was going to determine how quickly you were going to grow. Um, so um, I really wanted to focus heavily on relationships and the relationships for the people that were in my firm, which proved to be pretty valuable. Um, I had a 96% retention rate, um, which was unheard of in the industry at the time. Um, so I would say in my career, in my career focus, knowing that customer experience was going to be, you know, huge was was right around then. Um, and I was early on, like 20, 27, 28 years old. Um, I'm much older now, but um, I would say specifically in demand generation, um, uh, noting that the attribution that comes from the customer experience model and even just customer success in general, um, how how much people are going to stay and maintain um, your business in in either a SaaS organization or a su subscription based organization is based off of how well you treat the customer. So I think there's there's a you know a ton of data to prove that and to back that. But grateful that I figured that out before it was you know mainstream. I love that. Well, you, you have a very relational approach of how you go about doing things. Um, I just noticed that when we were working together that you, you have that bridge gap between um, the knowledge of what product is building out, what, what they've kind of been resonating with them, but also the bridge gap of the connections between demand gen and how that relates to ICPs or audiences or ideal customer profiles and audiences. But more so, I've noticed um, how you level up people internally of kind of um, guiding them where like you're they're a few steps behind you. How do you up level them to making sure that um, they're, they're excelling in their career. And so, you know, why is your internal team so important to drive customer experiences? Um, so I say this time and time and time again, is that people are the most important part of your business and that includes your customers, but it also includes the people that are working with you and that are in your charge if you treat people well, growth is imminent. Um, so it's really important that you listen to your customer or to your your people. So even if I'm, you know, not on the customer service side and I'm not trying to figure out what the customer problem is and how my solution fits into it, I want to listen to my internal people. You want to make sure that they're happy and that they love the place they're coming to work for. Um, um, you know, and I I 
consistently ask for feedback too. Um, so it's really important, you know, to note that I'm not always going to be in a position of authority. We're going to have, and I'm going to probably be working for these individuals someday. Do I want to work for somebody who is, um, who, who loves their job and who cares about the people that are working in their charge? And maybe one day they're going to say, you know what, Robin cared enough about me to help me level up. So they're going to help level somebody else up and it's going to be a continuous cycle. So it doesn't only help them. It helps me, it helps the organization and it helps everybody around them. And you're building uh, ecosystems of care. Like you're caring yeah. about people and paying it forward because you never know, know when um, that you're probably going to work for them because, or, you know, where your paths are going to cross because, you know, job trajectory is not linear it's mm -hmm. it's a culmination of how how do we grow together and I, I love that your approach about that too is you you not only see i not only experienced that in our internal team but how you treated um you know our, our brands and, and people outside where that it, it's not an or statement of how I, how i'm going to benefit or you're going to benefit it's like how can we benefit and it's more of the and statement so the biggest thing that i think a lot of people want to know is not just the not the um, the feel goods all the time, but it's almost yeah. like how do you get there? And so what are your processes to help level up your internal team? Well, I think the most important thing is to be direct. I mean, you can show people that you love them all day long, but if you're not direct with them um, and you don't care enough to give them real feedback, um, and I'm not talking about, oh, God, you messed up and you're a horrible person. I'm talking about like, hey, let's figure out you know, where the disconnect was. And this may be my fault too, um, but how do you care and provide direct feedback so that you're actually finding and getting to the root of a problem or an issue? Um, so I would say figuring that out. Mistakes happen, right? If you're not making mistakes, you're not learning. Um, if you're put in a really uncomfortable situation, even as a leader, we get put in uncomfortable situations all the time, things that we've never done before, and that's where growth happens. So making sure that you're just reaching out to them and saying, hey, here's a bunch of different areas that you may want to grow in. Um, try it. If it doesn't work out, that's totally fine. Um, you know, but making sure that you're open to feedback, one, giving feedback, so receiving and giving feedback. You don't have to wait until one-on-one -on -one to give it. Um, they don't have to wait until you're one-on-one -on -one so that they can give you feedback. You can talk to them like they're a person, right? Um, I, I put it back to that old adage, um, you know, I have children and my children are grown. Now, um, if they're doing something that is stupid, like I'm going to tell them, I love them. They know that I love them. Um, I want my people and the people in my charge to know, you know, I love you enough and care about you enough to, to be concerned with your growth. And this piece or that piece is working for you and this piece is not. And maybe you like doing this piece, but but it might not be what's most, you know, what you should be doing in the future. Or if this is something that you like to do, let's get you some additional training on it, right? So um, I think from um, a process standpoint, I'll, I'll back up. It's one, it's listening to your employees making sure they have the opportunity to grow. If they're asking questions, making sure that they have, that you're opening the doors for them 
um, so that they can grow and level up. And then make sure you're communicating what they're doing. So if they're doing something really great, communicate it up, right? Tell tell the higher ups, hey, you, did you know that so-and-so did this? This isn't, I had nothing to do with it. They did this all on their own. You know, they had this wonderful idea. You know, I just opened the door, some of the doors for them and let them go. And I think this is the most important way that we can, you know, help elevate our teams. The way that you described it had such fluidity to it. It wasn't like a linear, let's cut it off, let's do this, mm -hmm. this is how we interact. But that's like ultimately what's happened is in our communication in our world is very much like trite transactional. And it shouldn't mm -hmm. be. It's it's it should be the fluidity of how can we help each other and, and work together on this. And so no more grilling questions here, Robin, but I'd oh, love to good. hear hear about a story if you want to share something about um how you enacted that like, four-phase step in, in your career as well as how did that relate back to uh, results from the customer experience? So like it could be, you know, you know, it was listen, opportunity to grow, open doors to grow, and they communicated up. And so how did those impacts of what your, your framework was in that and the internal team, how did that ultimately lead to success with customer experience as well as internal? Like what was the feedback that you received? Okay, so I, I'll have to say this, like I have been very fortunate early on in my career to actually have some really, really great mentors. And and I consistently talk about one of my mentors on a regular basis, and he was pretty amazing. So I was, I owned an insurance agency. I'll kind of give you just a brief, like I owned an insurance agency. I decided to sell it back in 2009, and I went into sales leadership, which is funny because I'm in marketing, right, in marketing and demand generation. And my degrees in marketing, so that kind of is where that fell in, in line. And um, I was at a networking event, and I met this gentleman, and he was very integral in my career where he said, you know what, you do kind of a lot of things, so I'm going to create this role for you. And the role was sales tools and advisor resources training manager, right? <laughs> Built into that was marketing which was really fun because sales enablement wasn't a thing at the time. And so I had an opportunity to just go in and learn a position, learn a software, anything that I wanted to learn, like he just opened the doors for me and he said, here, learn it, you know, you'll figure out what you want to do. And it was really cool because I followed him um, to a couple of different organizations and it ultimately ended up becoming the director of marketing um, at another firm. So when I lost my, my, when we, we all lost our jobs at the time and back in 2016, um, you know, it helped me as I was trying to become really clear on what I wanted to do and where I wanted to, to move, um, you know, what, what I wanted to do in my career and where I wanted to move. So I started working in the operations area of marketing and I, I took another position as a consultant and was just chatting with them about, Here's how we, you know, work through Salesforce and do all of this, you know, um, you know, how do, how does marketing, you know, the information feed in from marketing so that it goes to sales, how are we receiving inbound leads, what does the top of funnel growth look like? Um, had it not been for this gentleman, I would never have had the confidence to just go in and take another role that really had no idea what I was doing. I mean, and I can say that honestly, most of us, even as leaders, don't know what we're doing. You know, it's a it's a trial and error thing. Um, 
and just learn, you know. So I would say he opened the door for me to learn something new, consistently learn something new, and then make sure that, you know, he he or my next leader was praising me for the things that I had figured out. And I know how that made me feel. And so like, it's like, you know, people are people, right? And you want people to feel like they matter to you and you know that they're doing a good job and you don't have to figure out everything as a leader. So let people have the credit, right? If somebody is doing something good, let them have the credit. Um, and I think just in over my career, it's just been a combination of great and wonderful leaders that have wanted to see me succeed as an individual. Um, and that carries on um, down to the next, the next generation of leaders as well. Robin, I think it's beautifully put that um, you're facilitating um, upward mobility that is creating better experiences for the internal folk and employees, not internal folk, but just employees. And then that's, that's being radiated out and the vibes and everything, the work that is being produced to help customers. They're feeling that too. So enough about business and things that go <laughs> on in life. Cause I mean, I mean, business is only an extension of who we are uh, or what our work is, but this is more, this part of the episode is about you, like the core Robin, and people getting really to know you. And so, you know, the foundation of this part of the episode is like, why do you do what you do? What, like, why, why work and demand gen? Why do these things? As well as like, what are some hobbies that you have? And what do you do health wise in order to make sure that you are giving your best to give your best to other people? Okay. So, all right. This is, this is kind of going to evolve into, I'm really obsessed with leadership. So, and being a good leader, um, and that's a leader, you know, in the seat that I sit in, it doesn't mean that you have to have the highest, you know, title in the organization. Um, but it also means being a leader to those around you, um, who don't even know what you do. Right. So you're, you come, you know, you're, how do you, how do you set yourself up, um, with your values. So I do, I, I obsess about, you know, um, my self-awareness, my continuous learning. I always want to make sure that I'm learning, learning effectively. Um, and, and that I'm taking something away and I have, you know, good EQ and I'm asking for feedback too. So I ask, I do that all of those things. And I would say, I do that in my personal life and in my business life, I would say, um, so work hobby health, um, I read a lot, <laughs> I read a ton. Um, uh, I, my goal is to read 52 books in a year. Um, at the end of last year, you know, I missed it by 10 books. Um, I, I didn't read as much as I should have at the end of the year last year, but, um, but it's really fun for me. Uh, let's see, work hobby health. Some of the things that I do to stay, active. Um, I work out four days a week. Um, I, I have my personal trainer's license. Um, so I find that that's really important to stay mentally focused and make sure that you take time for yourself. Um, listen to others, uh, even if they're in your family or close circle of friends, network, consistently network. So it's the COVID has changed the world of networking for sure. So um, I would say, you know, 
reach out to somebody new on LinkedIn um, in a field that you want to get an idea of what they, you know, what they're doing or what you want to learn something new, like reach out to them and ask them what they do and how they do it. And most of the time you're going to receive um, really positive responses there um, as far as that's, that's kind of how I stay active um, just in, you know, my work hobby, but then also I want to learn new ways to do things too. And that can include, you know, how salespeople are, are pulling things into funnel. Is anybody doing anything really cool and new? But then also on the flip side of that is do, do they have kids? You know, do they only want to talk about work? LinkedIn is a really cool place. Um, and it's not all about business on LinkedIn anymore. Um, you're getting to know people at a, at a relation relational level. So I would say all of those things. <laughs> And I think that ends perfectly on, uh, on lending this on a relational level, Robin. Yes. Is this was really, um, I really, I really love your vibe. You have such a, an awesome energy to yourself. It's very lively. It's very fun that, that work and, and yourself that you put yourself into the work and you just, you show yourself, but you also want to make sure that others succeed. And I think that was mm -hmm. just a true testament throughout this as well as I, I really learned some things too, even more so about you, um, of how you, how obsessed you are with leadership. I knew you were, but I was like, okay, there's more to this than that. But then how mm -hmm. you, even some of the stuff that you've done in the sense of when you ask for feedback and the reason why you ask for it. And mm -hmm. I think it was more so of people understanding the reason why people do this. And that was the beautiful part of this episode is how can be it relational? You know, how can you be relational? in your customer experience, in your internal communications with people, your employees, and as well as your family. You, it mm -hmm. doesn't have to end, end when you write, when you, you know, you pull the car into the driveway, you walk yourself out of your, your, your uh, work from home situation, but how do you exhume that without being burned out? And so Robin, thank you for being on this episode. I, I want to thank you so much. I want to add one more thing. So oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I meant to say this too, is, you know, being true to your values and you prompted that. Um, and I'll say this much, my values are very, if anybody asks me and they would say, oh yeah, those are your values. Um, but people and people first, um, I really truly believe that people should be first and they are the biggest asset to your organization. And I'll say that time and time again, they're also the biggest asset to your own personal health and your personal growth. Um, the next part is purpose, knowing and understanding the purpose that you have in this world or in your business, what you want to do and what you want to strive to. And the third part of that is integrity. Stay true to those values. Integrity will back up, you know, those first two, your per people and your purpose. Um, and stay true to those values as you move forward in your career. And it's been, it's helped me also, you know, determine what's right, what's wrong, and whether or not I'm going to stay and continue a conversation with an individual or, you know, um, you know, move, move away from that. So, um, I really appreciate you taking the time just to let me speak today, Sean, and, um, would love to uh, get together again. Definitely. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. <laughs>